of the word of the Lord tonight. And I promise you I won't be that long. Amen. I can't even get in my notes right now, so you're all set. We're going to go to a Psalms chapter 27 and verse 4. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 27 and verse 4. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I'm not trying to come here tonight to entice you with words of man's wisdom. But I feel the power of the Holy Ghost and whatever God wants to do, I want God to do it. And I believe that right now, as the Word of God is being read, it might not even be what you need right now for your, for your need that you have. But as the Word of God is being read, God's Word is so powerful that I believe even as we're reading the Word of God, somebody's healing could take place. God's going to confirm His Word to somebody even while the reading of the Word is taking place. So here we go. Psalms 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty or to behold the delightfulness of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. God, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. I pray that you would anoint your messenger now, God. Hide me under the shadow of your cross, God. Confirm your word tonight, Jesus, and let your word hit its intended target. To, and Lord, we know that your word will not come back void, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Oh, hallelujah. There's a strong presence of God in this place. Hallelujah. Tonight, for title's sake, we'll call this one thing. It's my title, one thing. And through our text, we can see that David had a desire to be in God's presence. That's a good thing. He had a desire to get into the presence of God and to be fulfilling the purpose of God in his life. That's something that we should desire in our lives. It became the one thing in David's life. Yes, I know he had some problems and situations that he went through, but you see that David pursued all through Scripture. David pursued after God. And I know that there are many things in our personal lives that are trying to demand our attention. We know from the time that we are born, there's things that come in. Yes, a little baby doesn't have a lot to worry about necessarily. But the time you start school as a child, the pressures of life begin to build up upon us. And every age of life feels the pressure that there is. No matter whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter your social status you're going to feel those pressures and they're vying and pulling for your attention, trying to get your mind on those things. But we must make sure that our focus is on the one thing. Our focus is on the right thing. We must have one purpose. We must have one goal, one objective, one focus, and overall one emphasis on life. The one thing. That passionate Pursuing of God in our lives. That one thing. There will always be many things that are looking for our time and trying to take our time from us. There will always be distractions no matter what age you live in. 
But we must. You got to hear me. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. I know God is in this. We must stay focused. You've got to push through all the distractions and stay focused on that one thing. Hallelujah. Stay focused on what's important in our lives. There are many plans. There are many objectives. There are many voices that are calling out to us and vying for our attention, trying to distract us like a billboard or a flashing neon sign that may date me by saying that, young people. But they're there trying to get our attention, trying to pull us towards those things. They're there. Whether it be the latest news, the, come on. Anybody watch the news or see the news in the last few days? Come on. It's a distraction. The latest trend, trying to fast track to some success of fame or whether it be wealth or relationships, these are all just some of the distractions, some of the things that try to demand our attention. You may take pride in the fact that you're a multitasker and you can do many things at once. But I believe I hear the Holy Ghost saying tonight uh, and challenging us tonight uh, for each and every one of us to examine and to re-examine what is our focus, what is that one thing that we desire in our lives. What is that one thing that we desire God to do through us? Amen. I know we all have priorities. Everybody on in, that's breathing has a set of priorities. But if our priorities are not clearly defined in our lives, we'll be swept downstream in this thing called life by various pressures and we'll be seemingly the victim of circumstance. But when we have clear priorities, we can respond to the pressures in life by making choices in line with our priorities and thereby giving us direction for our lives. But it's crucial that we have the right priorities. Amen. Your priorities and my priorities determine how we spend our time, who we spend our time with, how we make decisions. Those things are important. Does the Bible not say redeeming the time because the days are evil? Our priorities are very important. Your priorities keep you from being battered around by the waves of the pressures of this life. And they help you steer, steer a clear course towards the proper destination, which is heaven. And where we place God and the things of God. I know I'm, I'm reiterating some things tonight, but I know God is speaking to somebody. Where we place God in this whole picture is so very ultra important in our lives. Our priorities affect the trajectory of our lives and ultimately they have impact uh, on where we will spend eternity. And we need to realize that our priorities, if we're a parent, they're not just affecting us, but what we're setting as priority, amen, is affecting those. The next generation is coming down before us. I want to see my kids, if God tarries, for them to lay hands upon the sick and to see them recover. I want to see my children, if God tarries, for them to lay their hands upon somebody and say, receive ye the Holy Ghost and God to fill them with the Holy Ghost. But if I don't make that a priority in my life, it will never be a priority in their lives 
So priorities are important. David and his loyal followers, they had to flee for their lives. And during that time, David spent a short while in the wilderness. You can read about it in Psalms chapter 63. While King David was in the wilderness, fleeing for his life from his own son, feeling disgraced and rejected, a very uncertain future before him, we read the words that he penned under the anointing of the Lord. He said, Oh God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh Longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this place where no water is. And there's somebody that came in this place. You've been dry and you've been saying, God, God, what am I going to do about this? I need to do something about this. And right now, God, under the presence of his Holy Spirit right now, is calling you again and saying, yes, it may feel dry and thirsty. But if you'll say, oh, God, thou art my God, I trust you. And you'll seek him while he still can be found. God wants to do great things. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I've seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus I will bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Come on. You may get it seem like you're being... Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You may be in the middle of the night and woken up. And why? God, why is this happening? Why are these things happening in my life? But you can be just like David said. Amen. God is there for you in the middle of all that. In the, in the night watch. While you're meditating on God. While you begin to quote scriptures that you put, put in your heart. God steps in and you feel the power of the Lord Jesus come through you. And you say, you know what, devil? You don't matter. Hallelujah. I know God's got this. He's in control. Control. And in the midnight watch, though it may not all be resolved, in the midnight watch, there's a peace that comes into your soul. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice. Oh, David was saying, oh, but this king, doesn't matter what's happened, it's going to rejoice in God. And everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. David was in a tough place, but he knew who his God was. There's somebody in this house tonight, maybe you walked in here feeling like you were in a tough place mentally. But God knows uh, your name. Uh, you need to realize who your God is. Uh, and if you'll seek him, uh, even in the midnight watch, uh, there's a miracle in the midnight watch. Uh, it might not be resolved like you want it to be uh, in a second just like that. But there's a peace that comes to you in the middle of the storm. And he'll stop the, mind, the lies of the enemy. He'll shut up the enemy's mouth. Psalm 63 shows us that David's priority was to seek the Lord no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the distraction that came his way. His one thing was to seek the Lord. To seek the Lord. It should go without saying 
But seeking God and seeking after God should be our number one priority. It should be the one thing that we're pursuing. Romans 8 and 13 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if youth and the Spirit do mortify, if you put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. Amen. Paul said, I die daily. I got to put this flesh under daily. You can't live in the flesh and walk in the spirit. I can't live in the flesh and walk in the spirit. We want to see miracles, signs, and wonders, but we can't walk in that dimension until we get a hold of this flesh and say, oh God, thou art my God. can't live in the flesh and walk in the spirit. At least not God's spirit. It's not possible. But seeking after God is a choice that each and every one of us have to make. It's a choice we get to make. God didn't force it upon us, but he said, hey, I've chosen you, but I'm not going to force you to do this thing. Joshua understood choices. We know this story probably pretty well. Joshua understood the importance of consistency in his walk with God. That's a key word right there, consistency. We've got to be consistent. We can't be up one day and down the next and expect that our kids are going to be up all the time. Consistency in our walk with God. Joshua 24 and 14, starting there, says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods, the little gods, all those things that are trying to crowd out God, which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. Serve ye Jehovah. Serve thee God. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood... Or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell? But Joshua said, but as for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. I know in the Holy Ghost uh, that somebody tonight uh, needs to make that choice for yourself. Uh, you need to make it for your family. And you need to stand up boldly and say, I don't care what anybody else does. Uh, but as for me and my house, uh, I am going to serve. We are together are going to serve the Lord. Right here, right now, is there anybody that would stand at their feet and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Be seated. No matter what pressures and what distractions come into our lives, we will be able to handle them properly if we will maintain this one priority above all else. Earnestly seek God. Earnestly seek God. What does that word mean? What does earnestly mean, Brother Braxton? Earnestly means with sincere and intense conviction. Seriously. We got to take God serious. And earnestly seek after him with everything that we have. That's why Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He's looking to be that one thing. He's not a thing, but he's looking for you to put him in the first place. 
God won't settle for anything but first. He won't. And I believe the Holy Ghost is reminding somebody tonight that you may be in the heat of the battle. You may feel like you're surrounded on every side. Now let me tell you, the enemy would make you think that you are surrounded by his imps on every side. But if you could open your spiritual eyes and you would count God in, you would realize that you're really surrounded by a heavenly host that's all around you. And as you trust God, there's a heavenly host that's encamped around about you and God has your back. You may feel even right now something going down over you, a brush on one side or a brush, oh I feel the Holy Ghost, or a brush on the other side because your angel is in this house right now. Hallelujah. I know I, I, the Lord's just speaking to me right now. I know the angels of the Lord in this house right now. There are warring angels that he have even walked into this place tonight. There are warring angels that are even sitting beside you right now that you don't even realize. And God is, is just waiting for you to tap in and say, Oh God, you're my God. Oh God, I, you are the one thing. Uh, one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after. And God says, Oh yeah, he fears me. Oh yeah, he trusts me. Oh yeah, I am going to fight his battles because he's my child. She's my child. I've got their back so I believe Holy Ghost is reminding somebody that you're going through it but it's okay you got to take a step back like David did and say oh God thou art my God and because of that I will not the enemy is trying to put fear in your mind we live in a very fearful society, and the enemy has been trying to put fear in some people's minds that are in here and watching online right now. But you can say, when he's your God, you can say, oh God, thou art my God. And because of that, I will not fear over my health. Because of that, I will not fear over my children's case right now. I will not fear over my finances right now. Because God, you are my God, and I trust you. But the enemy wants to take that thing. It's been troubling you. And he wants to make that thing the one thing that you're looking at. The one thing is all you see is the problem. The one thing. And God is saying, hey, I'm right here. Tag me in. I'm right here. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after. Psalms chapter 15, verse 1. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. That's what God's looking for. Somebody who has a heart for him. Somebody who's passionate about him. That person that has the mentality of David. One thing have I desired of the Lord. What does that one thing look like in your life? We need to find that one thing in our lives that David had. Psalms 23 and 6. 
David made a decision that he was going to live in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody tonight needs to make up your mind. I'm not leaving this thing. I'm not stepping outside. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to abide in the house of the Lord forever. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. He said, brethren, sistern, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before Paul said, I press toward the mark. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. He had one purpose, one focus, one goal. But you know what the enemy's trying to do? He's trying to get some of us distracted on what's behind us. What the blood has already covered, he's trying to get you to go back to, and wade through the blood. And pull those things back out again. Because he does not want you to focus on the one thing that you should be focusing on. And so he tries to get us to look back. He tries to hit us with condemnation and every other thing he can to try to get us to focus on the past. But Paul said, I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things. Somebody right now tonight needs to forget those things that are behind you. You've already asked God for forgiveness. You've already gone down in the waters of baptism and God forgave you. He washed those sins away but the enemy keeps trying to pull them back up to remembrance and somebody tonight, I pray in the name of Jesus that God would give you spiritual amnesia over those things in the name of Jesus that you would remember those things no more and that you would go forward and begin to press press somebody you've got to get a fervency in your spirit again you've got to press if you're going to make it you've got to press through there's got to be a passion inside of you like none else maybe there are some things tonight that we need to throw out throw out some things some things we need to get rid of and do away with some things maybe we need to abandon in order to completely obtain that one thing. But one thing I know this, I know this for one thing, there's got to be a passion inside of us. I pray that God would give somebody their passion back tonight. There's got to be a passion inside of us uh, for the things of God. There has to be something inside of us that says, like David did, uh, as the deer panteth uh, after the water brooks, uh, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. David said in Psalm 69 and 9, the zeal of thine house uh, hath eaten me up. In other words, he said, my zeal for God, it, and his work, it burns hot within me. There's something burning inside of me. There's Holy Ghost fire right now in somebody that's being rekindled right now. And you just say, God, I want that zeal back. I want that fire back. Lord, I'm beginning, ooh, I'm beginning to feel it right now. Beginning to burn inside of me right now. Somebody right now as I'm preaching the word of God, there's something beginning to burn in your soul. That zeal is coming back into your life. The prophet Jeremiah wrote, Jeremiah 20 and verse 9. But his word was in my heart 
as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay Jeremiah was saying uh, your message God it burns in my heart and my bones and I cannot keep silent I've got to speak of the goodness of God I've got to testify of the goodness of God I've got to tell what God has done for me Oh, I was so blessed this morning uh, as testimonies uh, began to go forth. Uh, it was like uh, words uh, were being imparted to different people. It was saying, hey, I've been there. God brought me through it. Uh, he's going to bring you through it. Uh, I'm telling somebody right now in the name of Jesus, you can't keep silent uh, when there's passion inside of you. It's like fire. Shut up in your bones. If we're going to have success... And bear fruit in the kingdom of God. There has to be a passion inside us. Inside of us for the things of God. And there cannot be anything else that comes close to the passion that we have for God. It can't be a job. Some sort of a career that you're intending on. Any sport. Got quiet in here. Education. Money, nothing can come close. If you're going to be successful in the kingdom of God, nothing can come close to that passion that you have for God inside of you. God will not share his glory with another. It's his word. He will not do it. And we know the signs of the times are all around us. All you got to do is look at the news. They're all around us. God is soon to come back for his people. But we must have that one passion, that one thing. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the Faith of the gospel. Stand fast. We've got to stand fast. Come on, we're fighting. But we can stand up and press and stand fast with one spirit. We're a mighty army when we're in one spirit. When it's the power of the Holy Ghost flowing through us in one spirit, there's nothing that can stop us. Amen. When we're standing together in one spirit and one mind. It won't be much longer. Jude chapter 1. said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, there's that word again, contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. He said, contend earnestly for the faith. And that word contend lets us know it's not always going to be easy. It's a fight. It's a struggle. We're pushing, but we're pushing forward. We're pressing toward the mark, the prize. We're pressing. It's a struggle sometimes. It's going to be a fight at times. But if you'll contend, if you'll just keep going, if you'll just keep pressing, you're going to make it. If you'll make the Lord that one thing, that passion in your life. Colossians 3 and 2 says, set your affection on things above, 
One of these quizzers could quote this verse. And not on things in the earth. Colossians says, seek the things which are above and set our minds on, the, on those things. We got to have one love, one purpose, one objective to serve the Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is the one thing, the one thing that we've got to try our best to do. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Just skipping down through here. We all know the story, probably Matthew chapter 7, the man who built his house upon the rock. And the one who built his house upon the sand. We read. And the rain descended. This is upon the man who, who's, who built upon a rock. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew. Amen. And beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. We know what we need to do. We need to build our house upon the rock. We've got to build our house upon the rock. What is true for the builder's house is also true for the builder's life. We must build our house upon the rock. When we know the rock is Jesus Christ, that solid rock, Christ Jesus. And that old song comes to mind. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Oh, come on, somebody. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Did he not promise us that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. That solid rock, Christ, you have nothing to fear. But what you need to do, if you're fearful right now, what you need to do, if you're feeling attacked right now, and you don't really know what to do, is do what I'm saying right now. And say, God, I'm going to passionately pursue you. God, I'm going to make my pursuing of you be that one thing in my life that's most important than anything else. And I know some tonight have become weary in the battle. The pressures of life have distracted you and I know in the Holy Ghost, God's already done it for some, and I thank God for that tonight. But God wants to, if you've not been there yet, to renew you in the Holy Ghost. He wants to strengthen you through the power of His Spirit. Isaiah 40 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, 
He fainteth not, neither is weary. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Whatever you can do right now, you might just feel like you can crawl, but whatever you can do, you need to make some forward movement and say, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, and I know if I just keep pressing, it's not just going to be me, but my family is going to follow behind me. Devil, you're telling me that my family is not going to make it. Devil, you're telling me that my health is not going to make it, and I'm telling you, devil, I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep pressing. And I know if I press to the mark, God will help me. So I choose to passionately pursue after him. Passionately. To those that have become distracted tonight by temporal things. And allow those things to come before God. I tell you in the Holy Ghost, you've not gone too far. God's calling you tonight. You've not gone too far. One of my favorite passages of scripture in Lamentation says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Whether you came in here weary, or you came in here however you came in, God wants you to leave strengthened by the power of his might. God wants you to leave refreshed and renewed in the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God that every person walk out of here feeling like the Lord is on your side. It's the will of God that every person would say, God, I am going to passionately pursue you. Yes, Lord, I have pursued you, and it's been good. But God, I'm not satisfied with good. God, I want to see great. God, I want to see the greater things. God, I want to see the exploits that you promised. I'm not satisfied with good. God, I want to see more. I'm not satisfied with what I've seen. But God, there's something inside my heart heart that says it's got to be more I don't know where you fall tonight but I know the spirit of God has been calling to us tonight the devil's been beating you over the head and telling you you're not enough you need to get down this altar and put your faith and trust in God again and say Lord I trust you I know that through you I'm more than enough I know that you have become my righteousness. God, I know that you are more than enough. Come on, somebody right now, you need to get out of your seat and come to the front and say, God, I know that you're more than enough. And somebody that walked in here weary, somebody that devil's been beating you over the head, I want you to get down this altar and let God renew your strength. Let the joy of God begin to flow into you once again. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Oh, I feel the weariness coming off a couple of you. But let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, the devil knows that that due season is upon you. And he's trying to get you to faint. He's trying to get you to be weary. But I'm telling you right now, if you'll not be weary, there's a refreshing right now. If you get up out of your seat, the due season is upon you. So here we go. God is ready right now to blow the wind of the Holy Ghost across this place. 
If you want the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow in your life right now, I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. Lift your hands all over this building. What we felt earlier, amen, is not done yet. That same spirit I felt the whole time I've been preaching, it's been coming forth in waves. And I know that right now God just spoke into my ear that he's going to confirm his word also with somebody with signs and wonders right now in your body. God's going to heal you. So lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus. He I wish somebody would lift their hands and begin to praise him. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Right now, Lord, we thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Right now, God, we thank you as you, God, are giving us our second wind. We thank you that right now, God, you, oh Lord, are breathing fresh anointing and fresh power and fresh spirit into us right now. Your spirit is flowing into our spiritual systems right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. I'm telling you, as you lift your hands, it's almost like you're dipping up into heaven right now. It's almost like you're reaching up into heaven right now in the name of Jesus. There's something powerful. There's a current of the Holy Ghost that's flooding through this place. Somebody needs to cry out like David, Oh God, thou art my God. And because of that, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to pursue you. God is confirming his word right now. I feel in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. You're praying. You might not even realize it to get home. There's a miracle happening in somebody's body right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, Lord, I'm going to get up in the wee hours of the morning. God, I'm going to crawl out, oh, God, in those midnight hours. And I'm going to meditate upon you. I'm going to put you first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a fresh flow of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God, flow amongst our young people. Flow amongst our young people.